Um, and so I think looking back, you know, to anyone who maybe thinks that, that, that they can't do it or that they have a dream that seems so far-fetched and unrealistic, it's not. No matter what it is, you're in the driver's seat and you can set those goals and set those dreams and, you know, figure out what it takes to, to get there. But, you know, if you put your head down and work, I think, you know, almost anything is possible. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Not A 10 Podcast with Mary Griffin. Um, this episode is actually with someone who is my most requested guest. I have to say, whenever I ask you guys, who do you want to see on the podcast next? This person is always voted, always written in. So you guys are welcome. I have Charlotte North with me on the podcast today. Um, if you play lacrosse, you obviously know Charlotte. If you play any sports, you probably know Charlotte. But um, just a little low down or rundown. Um, Charlotte was inside women's lacrosse player of the year. She helped lead BC to a national championship this year. And she's also the 2021 Torton award winner. So Charlotte, this is such a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on. No, Mary, thank you. I've heard so much about this amazing podcast and you, and I'm so glad to finally be here. Yeah. I mean, like instant friendship. I mean, I won't get into how we connected. That's a long story, but I'm just happy it all worked out in the end. Um, Okay. So just let's jump right into it. Charlotte, how, how, what was growing up like? Where did sports come into play? When did you start playing lacrosse? All that good stuff. Yeah, um, I actually didn't start playing lacrosse until seventh grade. My uh, friends at school, I didn't play a spring sport, but I played just about every other sport you could imagine. Um, I was obsessed with basketball growing up. I mean, I thought, you know, that was my dream. I was going to gonna hopefully go play in college. And, and I, uh, I actually went to a lot of different uh, uh, basketball camps growing up, one of which was uh, the Duke basketball camp, which I later went to go play lacrosse there. But um, I, I dreamed of playing basketball, you know, long term. But when I didn't have a spring sport, my friends encouraged me to come out for the lacrosse team in seventh grade. And um, I had no idea what it was. I'm from Texas, so it was pretty small. Um, And I just, I was awful, but I thought it was so much fun getting outside. You know, it was a sport that was fast and it required a lot of, you know, athleticism and it was competitive. And, um, you know, I loved it from the beginning, um, but I had a lot of catching up to do. So, um, I actually loved it so much that I couldn't put my stick down, which was, which was awesome. And I carried it with me everywhere around the house. And um, eventually when I got to high school, I continued playing um, AAU basketball and I traveled and played competitively. But I also, after my freshman year of high school, going into my sophomore year, I I started to play club um, lacrosse for the first time for grit lacrosse. It's a club down in Dallas. It's, it's expanding rapidly, but has great coaches. And I was lucky enough to, to get to play under um, those coaches there and, and travel to some tournaments and, and really get, you know, into what the true club lacrosse life was like for a lot of people that, you know, I'm teammates now um, who live on the East coast and experienced that for, you know, so long. Um, but it was so much fun. And I'm, I'm so lucky that, you know, I did get to pick up a stick in seventh grade because the sport has changed my life for sure. Yeah. I mean, 
I'm from Baltimore. So like picking up a stick in seventh grade, I'd be like, oh, like they are not going to make it very far. But like, cause we start when we're like five, I feel yeah. like we're just like born with a lacrosse stick in our hands and like getting over that, like awkward hump at first. Like I like will train little kids or go to camp or whatever. And it's just the way they hold it is so awkward. I'm like, but like, you just, like you said, like you just had to like, just play around with it, figure it out. Um, yeah. I mean, that's just so crazy that you started in seventh grade that like mm. blows my mind. Um, so what kind of steered you towards the direction of picking lacrosse over basketball? Um, I mean, I wanted to kind of do both for as long as I could. I, I continued to play basketball throughout my entire high school career, um, which was amazing. I loved it. And I think I learned so much from, from playing basketball and it, it honestly translated over to lacrosse um, really seamlessly. But um, actually when, when my coach Maggie Cook, she, she came and took over my high school program um, my sophomore year of high school. And then she took over that club team um, that I played for. And she really influenced me and, and, and helped me believe that my, my skills could really translate to lacrosse and I could be impactful in the sport. And I really, I did not believe her. I looked at her like she was crazy, um, but I loved it so much. And I want, I couldn't get enough of it. I wanted to practice as much as I could. I wanted to go to the wall until, you know, the lights were shut off and I wanted to watch all the college lacrosse that I could um, YouTube highlights, whatever it was. Um, and I just was obsessed with it. And I didn't think that I could, you know, compete at, um, at the same level as these, these players that I looked up to. Um, but she really helped me, you know, not only fall in love with the sport, but believe that I, I could, if I put in the work. Um, and so I was just really inspired by so many different people, um, and, and motivated by, by the sport as long as, as well as being obsessed with it and not wanting to put my stick down. So, um, it was the perfect combination and, and I was lucky that I had the people in my life that I did at the time. Yeah. Do you think like your high skill, um, in lacrosse and like you just being able to like pick it up in such a, like a fast time stemmed from that support system and just like your overall like love and like I feel like when I'm playing my best is when I'm just having fun and it's carefree. Do you think that's kind of how you like view lacrosse? Oh, 100%. I think, you know, my work ethic was driven by that, like passion for it, the fun in it. And I think, you know, that's so important in an athlete in any sport is that, you know, if you're doing it with people you love and it's something that you love to do, it doesn't feel like a job. It feels like, you know, something you get to do, something you get to practice. And when you see little improvements, it's like, it's all worth it. And it's like, it's such a cool thing. It's kind of hard to describe, you know, that reward and, and how hard you're working and, and doing, you know, what puts a smile on your face every day. So hundred percent, I think, you know, because I had those people that, that helped me, you know, realize how amazing the sport was and, and helped me, you know, in that area, I, I hundred percent, you know, always had fun with it. Still do. I mean, it, it really drives, you know, my, uh, my desire to get better. Yeah. I love that. I mean, the sport system just like makes or breaks it, honestly. Um, I mean, that's awesome. So obviously you had a really great season at Boston college this year, but at the same time, like winning a national championship, like best of the best, like high highest of highs, but you guys also did that while navigating COVID. So I know COVID just from like my personal experience, it was hard. Like didn't get to really know the freshmen, didn't really get to do all the team bonding, the fun stuff. Like we used to go out to dinners at restaurants and when we would travel and that was just really hard to kind of make those sacrifices. So how did you kind of keep in perspective of like, we need to make these sacrifices in order to get to where we want to be? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the whole year in general, I mean, it was, 
we were so lucky to be in the position we were getting to play and getting to be on campus. And, you know, all around the world, there was so much loss and, and um, you know, sacrifice and uncertainty and, and, and all, all of the, uh, the turmoil in the world that was going on. I mean, it was like, we got to be at our favorite place doing what we love for a certain time of the day. And we were like, we had this new perspective on, you know, getting to play with each other. And I think, um, I mean, last year, the, the heartbreak that we experienced, I mean, you, you can relate and, and everyone else who had their season taken away, like that was um, pretty, pretty surreal. And it was something we won't forget because, you know, those seniors getting that, that taken from them and not knowing if they could come back, you know, having to say goodbye early. I mean, for me, it was my first year after I had transferred um, and I had, you know, had just, you know, had an amazing seven months with these people and, and getting to know them and, and this place, um, this amazing place in Boston College. And so um, having to leave that was so hard. And um, I think just coming to get back together at, um, at the fall season was so special. I mean, I'll never forget it. I think like the freshmen um, coming in right away contributed. They were such big personalities. Same with the sophomores. They'd come back just after the shortened season. And our team just really came together in a, in a way I've never seen a group of people come together like that. And I think everyone was so bought into making those sacrifices so that we could play together and we could put ourselves in the best position possible to, to have our season and to continue to compete at the highest level. Um, and, and that carried through to the spring when, when we finally got, you know, our uniforms for our first game and, and it started to feel really real. I think, you know, we wanted to buckle down even more so that it wasn't taken away from us. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, when, when we did get to hoist that trophy, it was, it was, you know, a little bit extra special just because our, our a culmination of hard work and, and determination throughout the whole year. But additionally, you know, having those sacrifices, not being able to see many people, our families, no one in the stands for a while. I mean, it was, it was very different. Um, but again, we were so lucky and, and we were, you know, so bought into those sacrifices that it was so worth it at the end of the day. Yeah. I love that. And do you guys think like you as a captain or the upperclassmen um, kind of like stepped up and like put that perspective out there and put that like standard out there? Or do you think like you guys had to work towards it or kind of everyone was on the same page? Yeah. From the beginning, it was all new. I mean, we weren't, we were kind of trial and erroring a lot of rules and, and different um, things that, that we thought were, were necessary to, to put us in that best position. Like I said, um, but you know, as the year went on, I think we, me and, uh, Kara Urbank and Jillian Riley, two, two of our fifth year captains, um, worked, worked hard to kind of set that standard so that, you know, we could all, you know, buy in together and, and do it as one group. And it made us so close. I mean, we spent, spent so much time together and we, we were all on the same page and we were just, you know, really, uh, really connected and built so much chemistry over, over that challenge and adversity. So I think it only helped us in the end too, but we definitely really worked with our, our coaches too, to help set that standard and, and establish, you know, well, what it was going to take to, to really reach our end goal. Yeah, obviously very, very worth it. Um, I just had to ask, like, if you could sum up the feeling of when the clock like wound, winded down when you guys were about to win, like you knew it was in the books. Um, I guess you could sum it up in like one minute, like just give us, give us the inside details. <laughs> That's like almost nearly impossible, but um, I mean, I like get the full body chills whenever I just think about it, let alone like see a picture or like watch a video of it. Like it was so surreal that, I mean, I wish I could have stopped time for like two seconds and just looked around me because it was, you know, 
indescribable. Like the look on our coaching staff's face, Acacia, um, the, the stands that were finally filled with everyone's families and the alumni and, and, you know, those classes that had come before us that had gotten to those three consecutive national championships. I mean, everyone was there and it just felt like everything came together in that moment. And it wasn't just, you know, our team this year, it was those people in the stands. It was the families that had helped us get there. It was the coaching staff that had worked tirelessly around the clock, not only, you know, in their whole career, but this year, especially with COVID, I mean, logistically and, and all those different things that went into it. I mean, like it was like everyone had peak happiness and joy and just like happy for each other. And, you know, getting to see everyone who had worked so hard and, and have it all pay off in the end and, and reach our ultimate goal that we set out back in, you know, September, it was like the most surreal thing I could have ever experienced. Yeah. I mean, I'm just like living vicariously through you right now. Like that just made me smile. I'm like, Oh my God, they won a national championship. It's like, literally I haven't experienced, but I obviously went to my sister's game in 2019 when they won. Yeah. And like, even that I was just like crying. Like, I was like, this is literally like what you dream of when you're like little, I mean, I haven't done it, but like, it's just so amazing. And like, it's, oh, it, it, I guess it is really indescribable. Like, but, um, it's it's literally what you dream of. Like Acacia's like Acacia's phrase that she always tells us is dream big. And it's like kind of our team team phrase. And it's so true. Like she always says, you know, back when she started at Boston college that, you know, when, when she said, you know, this program, I'm going to take them to a national championship. We're going to win one. People would like, like you're crazy. And she's like, that's my dream and I'm going to do it. And I mean, for all of us, when we picked up a stick, we were like, no, I'm going to go play lacrosse in college. And that's my dream. And I want to win a national championship. Like literally it was our dream and, and it came true in that moment. And like, almost like I, I couldn't like, I wasn't crying until like it really sunk in like months later. Like it didn't even sink in right away. I was just like, wow. Like I was in shock. And then, um, I guess a few months later it, it sunk in, but still 100% anytime I think about it, full body chills. Yeah. I mean, I love that dream big. I mean, when you do it and you do like fulfill those dreams, like you can look back on all the people that like called you crazy and just be like, well, I did it. Like yeah. whatever, like look at us now. Um, I absolutely love that. Um, so obviously I'm really jealous of that, but I mean, I'll see you next year on the field. We'll see. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, okay. So um, kind of shifting towards gear into more of like you specifically how, um, this season at BC has impacted you. I mean, that viral video of you just shooting on that goal, like on your goalie, like where you, like, I didn't even know when you shot the ball, it went viral on Twitter, like everywhere. <laughs> um, that's kind of, I feel like where like your plat. I mean, you always had a platform, but that's kind of where I was like, okay, like Charlotte North, the name, the name, like getting into it. Um, and then obviously you won the national championship, won the tour in. So like, you really have grown this like platform and you're kind of like in the media a lot. I mean, you're on magazines, you have all this stuff, a lot of followers, all that good stuff. So how do you think overall, like being in the media has impacted you? I know that's a broad question, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, when I think back to my journey so far and in, in my career, I think, um, one of the coolest things that I've I've kind of seen along the way is just the increase in attention on on women's lacrosse, and I think um, in any way that I can can help, you know, that is is great. But I think just in general, our sport has grown so much, and it's you know become more visible to the public. And I think um, you know 
it used to be where like, you know, not a, it wouldn't be a magazine. It would be dominated by men's lacrosse and it would be only a few pages on women's lacrosse. And now you see women's lacrosse players are on the cover and, you know, have the, the main headline story. And um, I just think, you know, even with, you know, the digital stuff and um, social media and, and the streaming services and, and all the exposure that women's lacrosse is getting, it's so, it's so cool. And I, you know, was once in that position when I first picked up a stick and I was just trying to find ways to get my hands on anything um, regarding the sport, you know, whether it was someone's individual story or highlights on YouTube or college games or um, even professional games, like to see Athletes Unlimited right now being, you know, so accessible and and all these kids are now watching and, and seeing these, you know, Instagram posts and um, these game highlights, it's just huge. And I think, um, for me, it was, it was definitely cool, but, um, I like to think, you know, the most important thing are those moments that, you know, you don't see in the media that I, that I cherish, you know, and value a ton are, you know, those moments in the locker room with your team, or maybe the, the van rides over to practice or, um, traveling and, and being in hotels together. I think, you know, when I look back, uh, on my, uh, my four, I guess, three and a half years of college, um, those are really what stick out to me the most. I mean, again, the media stuff, it's so cool because it's, it's definitely, you know, propelling our sport forward. But, um, I I do think that, you know, the most special, special things aren't, you know, the memories that you make, um, aren't really seen in the media, but, um, again, it's, it's definitely a cool thing. Yeah, definitely. I had to agree with that one. I mean, there's so much behind the scenes that people don't know about. There's so much work that goes into it. There's ups, there's downs that a lot of time social media doesn't even show like the hard sides, but also like a lot of the fun little moments that you have with your team. Um, So kind of a question like, because you said like we, we are starting to grow, I think as a sport, especially on the female side and kind of getting that like respect. And I feel like you have a large part of us gaining that respect and like all the work that we do. Do you ever feel a sense of like pressure from like having that standard and kind of like putting it out there that like we are the real deal? Um, not really. I think, I, I think, you know, I feel, um, I feel really empowered by a lot of the role models that I look up to in the sport. You know, I look up to people like Kayla trainer and Michelle Tumalo and, you know, all the, the incredible pro athletes that are playing today that have kind of, you know, they revolutionized the game and they propelled it forward. And if, you know, I can help in some way continue to push it forward, I'm so grateful for that. But I mean, I think it's just a, a bunch of amazing people in our lacrosse community that have, have really cultivated this, this really empowering sport and an image for our sport. And I think, you know, if I can be, you know, any little slice of a, a role model, like they were to me to anyone, you know, in the next generation of lacrosse players to, to feel empowered and, and confident as a female athlete. I mean, that's, that's my ultimate goal. So, um, you know, I, I, I would love any, any chance to do that. And I'm, I'm grateful for the position I'm in um, because I was, you know, I looked up to those players for, and I still do for, for so long and, and they really empowered me. Yes. Absolutely love that. Um, Kind of, that's a good segue into like identity development as a player. I, you mentioned like athletes unlimited and the pro leagues. So I know like the pro leagues, I actually went to the games where they all, it was like cause day where they're all were playing for different causes. There was headstrong Morgan's message, all that good stuff. Um, How do you think like lacrosse shifting into like, not just being about lacrosse anymore and also like having players play for something bigger than themselves. Um, how do you feel about that overall shift? 
Oh my gosh, it's incredible. I mean, what they're doing and, and, you know, the exposure they're giving and, and all the attention they're giving to these, these amazing and incredible um, organizations. I mean, I think it's so important. Athletes have such a big, big platform in the world. I mean, you see every, every sport, basketball, football, professional um, college, you know, whatever it is, you know, the Olympics, there's, there's so so many opportunities where so many eyes are on you as an athlete and to be able to, to, you know, represent and, and stand for an organization that is so important to our world and, and um, will spark such great change is, is so important. And I think that, you know, what athletes unlimited is doing is so special um, getting everyone getting a chance to, to represent, you know, some organization that really means a lot to them um, is so, is so incredible. And um, the WNBA too, I remember during uh, the pandemic, watching so, so many of their games and, and seeing the movement that they, they supported was so special too. Um, and I think, you know, it, it was so inspiring and empowering um, for a lot of people. So um, I, I have so much respect for, for those athletes and, and every athlete that uses their platform, you know, for, for a greater change in, in the world. So it's, it's very incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I love the direction that like our sport and like other sports just in general are taking, like just playing something for bigger than yourself. I mean, if it fulfills you with so much more like energy and just passion behind it, like not just playing for you or whatever, like playing for something that's just so much more important and that will actually make an impact on this world. I think I just love the direction that we're taking and like being at, at those games, like I was fortunate to fortunate enough to go. And it was just so cool seeing all the different organizations represented. Um, yeah, it was just a cool moment. I'm happy we're going in that direction. Um, yeah. Um, going more into specific into you of who you are, um, I want to get into who is Charlotte North outside of lacrosse. We obviously know you can play lacrosse. You're a great athlete. I love that. But um, I want to dive into like who you are um, on like a deeper level. So like, what are your values? How do you identify yourself like teammate, friend, advocate, leader? Um, I mean, I've heard you're a great teammate. So I just want to hear all about that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, I, you know, I like to, to think of myself as, as, you know, a, a good teammate, but I, I, I cherish so, in life so much, you know, the relationships that you build with people. I think that's, you know, honestly, the most important part of life is, is building those relationships. And um, to have that, that kind of connection with my teammates, it's so special. And I, it's like, nothing you'll ever find in, in the world. And I think, you know, um, you know, friendships, relationships, all of it, it's so important. And um, that's just, I guess it's the thing I value the most. I, I guess I also see myself as a, a leader, you know, this past year, I was a captain of the team. And um, I, I think I really valued that role. I learned a lot in that role, um, especially during a pandemic. Um, but I, I, in that role, I wanted to be, you know, very approachable and personable, um, and, and someone that, you know, people trusted and, and could come to at any turn. Um, and I wanted my teammates to know that, you know, I'd always have their back no matter what. So, um, again, going back to, you know, the relationships, I think that that's what I value most in life. And it's something that, you know, it, it takes work, but it's, it's so valuable and, you know, it's going to carry you throughout life. Yeah. Um, how do you think you build on those relationships? I like, am a firm believer. It's all about like the little things, like make sure to text people, check in on them. I mean, it's hard, like in the moment when like you're going through it, things are happening so fast that like you might be dealing with something else, but then you're like, oh wait, this person's dealing with that. Like, so well, how do you build those relationships overall? 
Totally. I mean, you know, life can be so busy. I mean, from especially, you know, just life in general, but especially as an athlete, a college athlete, our schedules are so, so busy. And, um, you know, sometimes it's hard to find, find time in a day to really, you know, connect with someone or reach out to someone you haven't talked to in a while or check in. Um, but I think it's so meaningful and it goes such a long way for, for your, you know, your people in your life. So, um, you know, building those, those new connections and, and reaching out to, you know, old friends and, and really just checking in is so important. And I think, you know, I have so many people in my life that are, you know, so, um, kind and compassionate and caring and, um, genuine. And, you know, I trust them so much and I, I lean on them. And so I want to, you know, be that for the people, you know, in my life and, and have them, you know, trust in me as well. So, you know, as, as busy as life can get, I think, you know, that, that is so important to, to take the time to do that. Yeah. And like when building those relationships, I feel like I've learned a lot this past year of like, not just like asking like surface level questions, but actually like getting to know people, getting into the deeper stuff, like really just making sure everyone's okay. I mean, this past year was just really hard overall with COVID and not being able to connect with people and be with people at certain times. So I definitely think like building relationships on a deeper level is just like super, super important. And I feel like you're just someone that really does that, um, which is like super inspiring. I mean, obviously, like, I think when it comes to great athletes, we see them as great athletes, but if they aren't a good person, then like, I don't really care how good you are at sports. Like, I really don't care. And unless you're also a good person. And I feel like that's something that you really, um, try to aspire to be. And I feel like you're really succeeding in that, um, which is super impressive. Well, thanks. Yeah. Oh my God. Of course. Um, so kind of like connecting that. So when it comes to the people that you like surround yourself with, who you go to in a time of need, what do those people have in common? What are you like, what's like your overall vibe? Like who do you mesh well with? Like, you know, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. um, well, I'm a firm believer in, um, this quote I saw one time a while ago that your vibe attracts your tribe. Oh yes. I know that one. I was going to say that. But I was like, I was like, is she going to know what I'm talking about? I don't know. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love it. Cause it's so true. I mean, like I, I think, you know, myself, I'm, I'm very, um, I'm an energetic person and I like to, you know, laugh and have fun. I think, you know, sometimes life can get a little bit too serious too. So um, I think, you know, I really, I've meshed well with people who, we like to have a good time and, and laugh and uh, keep things a little bit lighthearted. Um, but, you know, other than that, I think, you know, hire new people, um, but also, you know, my people that, you know, are, are willing to, to work hard and, and have, you know, that kind of uh, drive and passion for things in life, you know, whatever it may be, doesn't have to be a cross, could be literally anything, but um, I guess, you know, yeah, I, I would say a lot of lightheartedness. Yeah. I love that. I mean, like just people that you like flow with, I mean, it's just so much fun. You can laugh, like be fully authentically yourself. Like no one cares if you're like making a fool of yourself. Just like, I love that. Yes. I totally agree. And also agree on the point of like, be around people that motivate you to be the best version of yourself, to have goals like that, that type of, those type of people are very, very important in finding that balance of having fun, but also like their shit to do. Like we need to get it done. Like, um, we have goals to achieve. So I love that. Um, so one last little question before we dive into like the fun stuff, um, if you could give any advice, it doesn't have to be lacrosse related. It can be, um, to anyone who's listening, what would you want them to 
no. And what would you want to say to them? Um, you know, like I said earlier, I think, um, Acacia, I'm so grateful because she has completely changed my life as, as my coach. And I've learned so much from her. I'm so lucky that I've gotten the chance to play for her, but when she, you know, inspires us to dream big, it's, it's really infectious and contagious. And I look back at my career and I think, you know, I, I just, you know, I've gotten two to one and a half years under Acacia and I've learned so much in that time, but I look back and I think that, you know, that, that phrase dream big applies, you know, back when I started and first picked up a stick and, and throughout, you know, a lot of things in my life that I, I just thought, you know, I'm going to bet on myself. I'm not sure how it's going to work out. I don't know if I truly, you know, have that confidence, but I'm going to fake it till I make it. I learned that from, from Maggie in high school, but I really believe that, you know, no dream was too big. And that's what Acacia, you know, has really instilled in this program and this culture. Um, and so I think looking back, you know, to anyone who, maybe thinks that, that they can't do it or that they have a dream that seems so far-fetched and unrealistic. It's not. No matter what it is, you're in the driver's seat and you can set those goals and set those dreams and, you know, figure out what it takes to, to get there. But, you know, if you put your head down and work, I think, you know, almost anything is possible. Yeah, I love that. That reminds me of this quote I saw. I forget where it's from, but it's like when you like you like think about something you want to do and you kind of get hesitant, you're like, take a step back and you just be like, why not me? Like, yeah. why, why can it not be me? Like, right. why can't I be the one who do, who does X, Y, and Z? I think mm -hmm. that's such a cool perspective to have. And like, you have a lot of sense of control and just like believing in yourself and like is step number one of trying to get there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I totally agree with that. Um, all right. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> here we go into these fun questions. Um, if you guys like want to get to know Charlotte North I guess these are the questions that are actually super, super important these are the ones that like you will know about her like we're getting into the nitty-gritty details of it all so <laughs> question number one what is your go-to pregame meal I gotta go well what time's the game because this is okay, yeah I know right like okay we'll do 12 o'clock 12 o'clock's the game. 12 game okay 12 o'clock game means I'm having breakfast so I'm gonna yes. have I'm going to have three eggs. Scrambled, fried? Scrambled or fried, depending okay, on Okay, respect. <laughs> over um, medium, over easy, what are we doing? Over medium. Me too, okay, me too. <laughs> um, I'm going to have a banana. I'm going to have whole wheat toast. Um, I'll probably have a little bit of fruit, but I don't want too much, but I want enough to power me through. And then right before the game, I'll have either, you know, another banana or like a bar or something, yeah. something quick to give me that that last goose before going out to warmups, but definitely got to fuel myself with a big meal. I'm one of Oh, those. absolutely. The banana helps with cramps, you know, yeah. we're all good. <laughs> oh, okay. Should I ask if what the game is at four? What if, what if it's at four? It Charlotte, at what four, are you doing then? I got to have, have a big breakfast and then I got to have a turkey sandwich. I got Tur Turkey sandwich. Yes. That's oh. my go-to too. Love it. Um, okay. What color do you think? Question number two. What I color forgot, do you think? Oh, yeah. Pre-game Starbucks always. Oh, okay. Coffee. What were we doing? Coffee, iced coffee with almond milk. Black yeah. almond milk. Okay, yeah. got it. Okay, writing coffee. down your order now. Yeah. Next one on me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, question number two. What color do you think best embodies who you are? Not your favorite, but one do you think like just represents your personality well, your energy? Yeah. What color? Uh, I love this question because it isn't my favorite color. Yeah, same um, with my answer, but yeah. Which is why I love it. But I, I would have to say 
yellow because it instantly reminds me of the sun and I feel like the sun is always smiling and I love that so I think it's not my favorite color but I like the color don't love it but I think that's that's what most embodies me oh my god I love that answer my favorite color is yellow I have my yellow phone case but um <laughs> definitely not what no I embody hate, no though. No, no I love, we love it. I mean, <laughs> great energy. No wonder I yeah. like you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mine's orange because I think unlike you, I, I mean, I am a little bit of yellow, but I'm also a little bit spicy at times. So okay, like yeah. red, bring in the red. So yes. orange is a balance. Yes. I think, yes. I think that would have to be my answer. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. What is your, do you have a secret talent? I love music and I can play a few musical instruments. Oh my um, God. Which one? Stop. Wait, this is so funny. I, <laughs> I was with Katie yesterday and I was like, yeah, I'm asking her a secret talent. She, she goes, oh my God, she's probably so good. At the most random stuff. I was like, yeah, she probably can like play the drums or something. Can you play the drums? Please tell me you can play the drums. Yeah, I can. <laughs> no, you can't. But you like, can. That's not, I mean, I can, but I'm, I can play the piano. Um, oh my God. No way. And, and guitar and drums a little bit, but that was like, a little bit of a short-lived thing piano piano mostly oh my god that's amazing wait when did you start playing the piano uh I played it you know for a majority of my childhood um I took lessons for a while and then I stopped and kind of you know continued by myself but um definitely once I got to college slowed down didn't didn't play as much but I still remember a little bit oh my god I love that can you do me a favor unless you already know it um can you learn Billy Joel Piano Man do you know it okay that sounds a little challenging it's really hard (laughs) I I know how to play the harmonica on that so we need to get a band yeah we can have a band going Katie can sing and then yeah yeah Katie can sing (laughs) oh my god that's amazing okay perfect we'll plan it out um a whole performance okay question number four what was your dream job when you were like seven? Like you were growing up, you're like, I want to be this when I'm, when I grow up. I mean, I was obsessed with basketball and I think uh, you could find somewhere in my fifth grade journal that I said I wanted to go to the WNBA. So I, I think that was a dream of mine for a really long time. Oh, love it. So cool. Um, okay. This one, we thought, we thought about this one. <laughs> what song would be your anthem? Um, really tough question. Cause I love so many different genres of music and it depends on, you know, the mood, but, um, for myself, I think, um, my anthem has got to be either shipping up to Boston. Cause there are so many, you know, it, it always gets you pumped and Classic, it, yeah. so many you know memories tied to that song. And it just, it's so special um or one that will always make you smile and dance is walking on sunshine oh I like that oh I like that okay um what would be your last meal (laughs) um like I have always loved chicken nuggets and french fries and like fast food which is kind of my weakness because as an athlete it's not the best thing but um, (laughs) I like I literally would still order off the kids menu if I could. Um, so we have I, a specific place you can get them from anywhere. Like I just am so loyal to Chick Fil A, so I like Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A. That actually was Katie's guess, so she was right. Knows. She, <laughs> she goes, so oh, well. Chick Fil A. I was like, okay. So well. 
I love yeah. that. Oh my god, their nuggets are really good. Sauces so. have to have Chick Fil A sauce, Polynesian sauce, maybe. Like oh yeah. Wait, have so do they even have Chick Fil A in Texas? Is oh, that a dumb question? They have. They have it like at every every corner. Texas, but not like New York, right? Like no, but like even here uh, in Boston, they're like the closest one is like twenty minutes away. Oh my, that's horrible. Which is like on campus. No big I'm deal. so dramatic. It's like not that bad, <laughs> but like. I'm used to at home it being like a 20 two. minutes. Yeah, it's like five minutes. But yeah. the peppermint milkshake is absolutely elite. Um, I don't know if you've had it, but it's like I seasonal. It. So I get it every like <laughs> Christmas time. It's so good. Um, okay, another question. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? I, I, I'm leaning towards teleportation, but I think oh. I'd rather be able to fly because the feeling of flying would be really cool. Mm-hmm. And you could go anywhere at any time. It just yeah. makes it a little longer. But yeah. like teleportation because you can, you know, like see anyone. You yeah, can, that would and, save me a lot of time. And, and you could travel anywhere. Which You could travel so anywhere. It would be so fun. Like, yeah, literally anything. Um, okay. Also, if you could be any animal, what animal would you be? Not your spirit animal, not one that like, but like if you just were like, I want to be this, that would be fun. I think I would be a, a golden retriever puppy. Oh, that's because cute. They, they have so much energy and they just run around and have so much fun. And uh, yeah, they have a good life. They have a good yeah. life. Everyone takes care of them. Everyone likes them. Everyone All right. Them. Respect that. Okay. But also maybe a fish for like a day. Cause like living underwater would be. Happy. Yeah. Dolphin, anything. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. All right, so a little quick, like, this or that type of vibe. We also do this or that on Thursdays. So check out Not a 10 on Instagram. We do this or that. So quick, yeah. Quick, like, this this one or the other. Okay. Summer or winter? Summer. Sweet or salty? Salty, for sure. Beach or mountains? Beach. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Not a cat person. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah okay um that's all i have for this or that i wanted it to be short but i probably should have written down more no, those, like, are those are whatever. oh my god that's so funny i agreed with everything you said except for sweet i'm very into sweet really um, really I, I don't like sweets like i don't love that the biggest sweet tooth absolutely like, on my birthday i'd rather have like chicken nuggets and fries and a soda and so that's like, your cake <laughs> yeah yeah literally <laughs> I love that. Okay. So I actually have a surprise for you (laughs) and I did not prepare you for this at all, but I'm dying to see this answer. So I gave, so the reason me and Charlotte are connected is from our very dear friend, Katie real. Um, Katie was my teammate in high school and we're still really close. We play lacrosse together. Shout out Katie for setting us up and now she's on BC with Charlotte. So when I told Katie about I'm interviewing Charlotte. I mean, she's the reason I'm doing this, but like, I was like, Katie, you have a special task. You get to ask Charlotte any question you want. Oh my God. So, <laughs> I have one final question for you yes. and it's from Katie. So really think this one through. Okay. I have it written down. So let me read it. If you two were a singing dancing duo, who would be the singer and who would be the dancer? And what would you name your group? <laughs> Um, really think about it. I want like a, a very detailed like. Katie why. and I, or you, yeah, you and Katie. Not no. We already figured out. I'm playing the harmonica. You're playing the piano. We already figured that one out. Okay. Charlotte, come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Katie, hundred percent dancer. 
hundred percent. Okay. I would be the singer. I wouldn't be good at it, but she would definitely have, have the dance down. She did take dance in high school, I believe. So yeah, she would, she's <laughs> more coordinated at that. Um, Perfect. what's the next part? What would be, what, what would you guys, what would you like do would be named? <laughs> okay. I got it. Um, okay. We'll be boss ladies. Boss ladies. Okay. <laughs> Love it. Boss ladies. That's Katie. That's what Katie is. Boss lady. She is, she is a she boss, boss lady. lady. <laughs> You're boss singing lady. and she's dancing. Yep. Absolutely love it. Shout out Katie. Um, we love you. Um, Shout out 40. <laughs> yeah, number 40. Love it. Um, all right, perfect. And Charlotte, what is the best way to defend you as a defender? I'm just totally kidding. No, don't answer that. <laughs> I'm just ma- I'm making like notes for next year for when we play each other. I'm totally kidding. Don't right, right. So <laughs> Unless you want to like tell me, then so, it can be like off off the grid. Like it's fine. What is your weakness as a defender? <laughs> I I'll tell you. I'll tell you. But I'll like stop filming first. <laughs> I know. I'm no no no. We'll we'll figure it out later. <laughs> we'll see each other. We'll see each other. <laughs> Okay. Well, that's all I have for you today. Um, I had so, so much fun filming this. I mean, I feel like I just learned a lot about you as a person. Um, and it was just so much fun. I feel like I haven't laughed like this in a while. So this was just like good for good for my heart, you know, good vibes all around. Um, Yeah, great vibes. Um, I mean, I'll be seeing you very soon. I also have to make up my trip up to Boston. We'll plan that one out. It'll all be good. Um, but yeah, I'm just so thankful that you took your time out of your, I'm sure busy schedule and just like decided to come on the podcast. I really hope you had fun. Oh my God. It's so much fun. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad that we met. Thank you, Katie real for that. And I'm so thankful that I was able to be on this incredible podcast, but thank you. Yeah. I mean, Oh, I love it. I mean, I'm sure everyone's going to be so excited about this episode and everyone listening. I'm sure you guys learned something great about Charlotte from Charlotte. She has great advice, great lessons. Just take it from her. And just like, really, if you play lacrosse or any sport or anything, like just remember to have fun with it. That's where like success usually comes from is just having fun and just being like, really just like carefree with it. It shouldn't be something that stresses us out. Like just try to remember that going forward. But um, yeah, so I hope you guys all enjoyed this episode and that you have the best day ever. Thank you. Shout out, not a 10. Shout out, not a 10. (laughs)